Hey guys, welcome back to the seventh episode of One Take Wonder with the Hot Weird Girl. I'm the Hot Weird Girl in question, Alexia, and thank you so much for being here. If you want to catch up with me on other social media platforms, I'm active on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube under the handle Hot Weird Girl. That's girl with a zero instead of an I. Please feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys, and it it really makes my week to hear the feedback, to address different topics. So this has been a very popular request for um, this week's podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of failed relationships, or more specifically, why I don't think any breakup is a failure, and then kind of use that to segue into this idea of, you know, it's not cool to assume that every person who has something you want in life is equally as miserable as you are. It's actually one of my biggest pet peeves, and we'll get into that today. I think we exist in this really interesting and almost paralyzing contradictory space because on one hand, we're constantly encouraging people, or particularly young women, to find and spend all their time actively pursuing heterosexual romantic relationships. And then on the other hand, we absolutely shame women when these relationships don't work out to the point where I think people think breakups are a legitimate failure. It is not a moral failure if you got together with someone and then decided, no, this isn't going to work out. It's actually the most mature thing you can do to walk away from a person who's bad for you, even if their version of being bad for you just is like, you can't deal with their annoying habits anymore than it is to try to stick it out for some arbitrary length of time so that it's socially acceptable. And I find it really interesting that we're so critical of people whose relationships didn't work out. You know, like, oh, well, she's been in and out of relationship. That's fine. I'm honestly glad that she's not stuck in that one that's unsatisfactory and miserable, potentially toxic. Although I guess I said, on the other hand, in reality, they're the same things because our society's ultimate goal is to see women partnered and not women happy or fulfilled. And so the idea of women breaking up um, with their male partners is almost seen as incomprehensible. And you know what? It's also interesting that I don't think this attitude is solely limited to women. I actually think men are frequently criticized for not being able to sustain long-term relationships as well. I think it's a pretty genderless weapon that our society wields. Just this idea that if you can't hold down a relationship, then there's something wrong with you. But also if you can't get into a relationship in the first place, then there's something wrong with you. And I was thinking about this idea because in a TikTok um, from May 8th, I uploaded this to my page And I stitched um, a woman who I think is around my age, she's 26, and she was like, you know, how is everyone jumping in and out of relationships? Like, why am I still permanently single? And no shade to her, but the comments were all like, well, people, um, you know, who are chronically in relationships, they just have low standards. Um, You know, it's about quality over quantity. They can't keep a man for shit, da 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 And I really want to push back against that idea because I ultimately think that this obsession we have with critiquing human beings who constantly find companionship is rooted in jealousy, specifically our jealousy that maybe they're having an easier access to love and romance 
than we're currently having in the present moment. I firmly believe that no human being was meant to be alone. We evolved over millennia to be pack animals, to live in tightly woven social groups. We are meant to have platonic, familial, and romantic relationships. And I want to briefly touch on the fact that family, whether that's your chosen family or your biological one, and friends are very important and secure to have, and that in no way in having this conversation about the importance of romantic relationships to your life, does that mean that those two other types of relationships aren't important? It's just to say that I think romantic relationships are on Maslow's hierarchy of needs the same way that other types of love are. I think it abs- no matter what your sexual orientation, no matter if you're interested in sex or not, there is something so beautiful about being in love with another person and being loved in that way by another person. And I think one of the most painful parts of the human condition is that you really have no control over whether or not that's going to happen to you. Like when it comes down to it, falling in love is just about luck. Luck at meeting the right partner, luck at loving someone, having them love you back, falling into a healthy relationship, like luck. There are things that can maximize your odds, of course. Um, Unfortunately, like being attractive, having a nice personality, I'll touch on that in a second or maybe in a few minutes, realistically. You know, being in an area where there's a bunch of other hot young singles who want to meet you. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's luck. And I think there's this very, like, I felt this frustration when I was younger where it was like, okay, I'm so successful in every other avenue of my life. School, you know, I have a robust social life. Um, But when it comes to finding a romantic relationship, I'm doing all the things and I still can't get it. And it's so tempting to take that, like, inner turmoil and turn it outwards. In fact, I would offer, and I just talked about this in my most recent TikTok, that one of the only socially acceptable ways to express your loneliness is through snark. It's saying, well, I would rather be alone than be with a guy like that. But then the guy like that in question, he isn't like abusive or toxic. He's just kind of a loser who wears cargo shorts and plaid. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what's wrong with cargo shorts and plaid? Nothing. Just the person that I hate the most in this world wears cargo shorts and plaid. And now I use every opportunity to roast them on it. But moving on, you know, but making fun of others is one of the only ways that you can express to the public that you're struggling with loneliness. Because when people come out, whether it's in real life, on TikTok you know, even in the church and they're like, I'm lonely. I'm suffering. I haven't experienced the joy of fucking just to be blunt, um, let alone like getting a platonic hug from someone. And I think it's low key ruining my life. Like I am sad and miserable. They get mocked. Like I think about this video that one of my mutuals posted And because I think she doesn't want it shared on other platforms, I'll just sort of reference it. But she was being very vulnerable about what not having a romantic relationship has done. And it had a very negative impact on her life. And while people were very kind and empathetic and welcoming on TikTok, that video got cross-posted to Twitter. And I mean, it was heartbreaking because she wasn't saying what the majority of people are feeling 
in this pandemic world, we're not post-pandemic, y'all. COVID still definitely exists. Continue to get your boosters. But especially with COVID, everyone is so isolated from one another and hurting. But the vitriol you get for admitting that, for admitting that maybe you're unsatisfied. I mean, even the fact that we are so mean to single people, like a single person will be like, I'm lonely. And someone will be like, you need to work on yourself. And look, I think there are definitely ways you should work on yourself when you're single. And again, I promise I will get to that. But like, if you were starving and you told someone, I need food, and someone looked at you and said, you should actually get really used to that feeling of gnawing hunger in your belly that distracts you at all moments. When you get comfortable with that hunger, that's when a burger is going to drop down from the sky. Like, that doesn't fucking happen. First of all, we'd acknowledge if you don't get food fast enough, you die there is that same tangible effect with loneliness. Like it has a horrible, debilitating impact on not only your mental health, but your physical health as well. You can degrade from loneliness. And so this idea that you should just get comfortable in this miserable, non-consensually imposed solitude is ludicrous. And yet that's given as like self-help advice. Like Oh, you know, just get used to the fact that all your friends on Valentine's Day have a boo and you're hanging out by yourself eating chocolates and sobbing. Like, that's such a horrible thing to say to people. And it's because I think of these negative attitudes that single people face that reinforces snark as an outlet. You know, and I think it also reinforces this horrible mentality that relationships are failures because if everyone is going to look at you as a failure for being single, one of the only ways to reverse that judgment and get out of that like narrow box that you've been put in is to say, well, I might be single, but it's because I have discernment, unlike so-and-so. Actually, did you know that a lot of people in relationships are really miserable? And you know what? As much as I talk about the dynamics of heterosexual relationships and how patriarchy, you know, fails both men and women, but more so women in that we get these unfulfilling relationships. I don't think every relationship is miserable. And I think love is very much alive. If for nothing else, I think the most radical thing that you can do in a world that hates you, wants you dead, and wants to use your labor until you are no longer profitable, is to say, fuck you, I find joy, I find happiness, I choose to believe that things can get better, and I don't believe that you can believe in a social justice mindset without this radical, unshakable optimism that things have to get better because you can't be the only person who believes that the world has to be a better place. So that is my mentality. So as much as I talk about these things, I hope I never give you the impression that it's all doom and gloom when it comes to love and relationships because things have to get better because I'm not the only person who wants better because you, probably by the fact that you're listening to this, are also a person who wants things to get better. So back to what I was saying, which what was I talking about? I love having ADHD. Oh, loneliness. Loneliness? Yes. One take wonder, everyone. This this is the joy of the podcast. Oh, yes. Everyone 
is not fucking miserable. And I actually think that this idea that people who go in and out of relationships are compromising somehow, I think that's total bullshit. Because I think, and I don't know a nicer way to phrase this, because even filming the TikTok, like I really challenge myself to try to put it as nice as possible. But the reason why some people have an easy time finding relationships is because they have agreeable, nice personalities and people want to be around them. And when people want to be around you, people want to date you. And also, if you're even a little bit attractive, you combine that with people wanting to fuck you, like you do get wiped very quickly and very often. Is that fair? No. Does it disadvantage people who have gone through circumstances in life where they may not come off as, you know, pleasant or easy to deal with or they're harder pills to swallow or they have more baggage? Absolutely. Does that kind of put people who are already in an uncomfortable circumstance at a huge disadvantage compared to other people? Yes. Nonetheless, it is... I think that is a bigger motivating factor. And when I said this on my TikTok, I got a really interesting feedback because some people were like, well, no, like they're just in shallow relationships or their relationships aren't that good. And it's like, one, how would you know? Two, even if you know, is this the case for all of the people who keep getting in and out of relationships? If you're being realistic with yourself and if you remove that weird, bitter feeling in your chest about why do they have something that I want so badly, then you and I both know that the answer is no, right? But just, you know, I'm pulling up this TikTok in front of me on my phone so we can read these comments live together. And I thought the feedback was just ridiculous. And the root of these ridiculous criticisms is this idea that relationships are failures. Like this idea that we even have the ability to critique the depth of someone's relationship. Someone who is more than likely just an acquaintance to you is nuts. And then why are you doing it? So you can feel better? I also think there's a lot of other things wrapped up in this. Like I started this podcast, I think, by alluding to one of my favorite quotes, which is, if you have to believe, like if you have to cope in this life by believing that everyone is as miserable as you are, you are due for a breakdown when you meet someone who is genuinely all of the things that you wish you were and when they do so flawlessly. I mean, I'm definitely paraphrasing that quote, but you know what I mean. Like... Your worldview should not unravel because you meet someone who's like, yeah, you know, I had five boyfriends until I met my husband who's now the sixth and we're super happy and together. And I also dated them in rapid succession. Like, what are you going to crumble? Are you going to fall apart? Are you going to interrogate them about the depth of their relationships? And this is sort of taking me on a different path, but This idea of having a complicated personality or being an intelligent person being the reason why you can't connect well with others just isn't true. Like, I feel like, did we all watch Rick and Morty? Because, and I love the show so bad, but before Rick and Morty jumped the ship, like pretty much season four, it really reiterated the fact that even though 
Rick Sanchez is the smartest person in the universe, is a godlike figure, that all the infinite iterations of Rick aren't actually better than Rick. I think he's 136 or something. But like the OG, the Rickest Rick of all. Oh my goodness. I'm recording my podcast and someone just shut off the light. I'm so scared. Okay, my dad just did it to mess with me. As a personal life update, um, I've been living with my parents for the past six months. I move out this weekend. How excited am I? (laughs) Can't even put it into words. Like, Like, I think I could power the world off. Is he whistling right now? I think I could power the world off of my joy because I love my parents and I think they listen to this and I'm grateful that I lived with them, but (laughs) there's no place like home and home is your own apartment. Okay, back to what I was saying. But Rick Sanchez was very much better than everyone else, smarter than everyone else, had every reason to be an arrogant, cocky son of a bitch. And yet, because he viewed his intellect as almost a disability when it came to social interactions and love and happiness, he wanted to kill himself all the fucking time. Like, Rick canonically tries to kill himself, like, 20 different ways in... 16 episodes alone, which is crazy. He's always coming up with ways to torture and hurt himself because he basically has no close social bonds or very, very few. He has a couple of bonds with his best friend. I'm also realizing now that if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, this part makes completely no sense, but just like roll with me here, people. You'll get it. So this character, um, Rick in the show is like better than everyone. You know what? I trust my audience. You guys get it. Back to what I was saying. He has like two friends, one of them dies, spoiler alert. Um, and then the family that he spends his every day with and that he should have theoretically the closest bond with, he just abuses them all the time because he cannot figure out a way to function outside of abuse and toxicity. And I think the show really drives home the point that as much as being smart can be a beautiful, wonderful thing. If you allow it to be a barrier between you and your emotions and then use that justification to separate you from others, you will end up miserable and quite literally suicidal. And I think that's kind of true here. Again, going back to viewing relationships as failures, I think if you intellectualize too much the pursuit of love, not in a way to investigate the way in which toxic social dynamics like patriarchy, white supremacy, and capitalism have affected our day-to-day lives because the personal is political, but when you intellectualize the truly unknowable process of falling in love with other people, why some people are, you know, more drawn to others what is that weird feeling in your stomach when you're around the person that you just you know can't wait to see every Wednesday then you'll make yourself miserable and the end result is that you'll end up bitter and alone and one of the shittiest things about ending up bitter and alone is that it can be such a self-fulfilling prophecy that when you tell yourself that everyone is bad and no one can love you and that's why you're better off alone that you end up cocooning yourself in this really in like the shit bubble. And then it becomes harder and harder to meet someone because you're losing that pleasing personality that would make people drawn to you. All the beautiful things about you, your spark, your zest. No one can see them because it's underneath these layers of toxicity and resentment. And so you're failing to interact with your peers the way your peers would have likely 
wanted to interact with you in my TikTok, I said, you're scaring the hoes. Like this pessimism that radiates from you is scaring away all of the potential hoes that you could definitely be pulling. And I really think that was the best way to phrase it because my brother in Christ, if you walk around every day and you're like, every single person in the world sucks, then everyone else is going to assume that you want anything to do with us. And then it's going to be harder to build those like pro-social bonds that you need. And I want to leave you with a final thought. And I'd be really interested in hearing y'all's thoughts that two things can be true. We can be socialized to pursue romantic relationships at the detriment of all our other relationships in a way that makes it seem like romance is the only way to have a valuable, socially recognizable, socially acceptable form of love and intimacy in our lives. And it can be true that we would all benefit from romantic relationships and love. And the joy that comes with being with a long-term partner or partners in the same way that we value long-term friendships. I think when we talk about untangling the mess that patriarchy, white supremacy, capitalism has done in our lives, we forget that some of those things that we've been taught aren't bad. And it's simply just the social systems that are hurting us, that have bastardized them. But it is not a bad thing to want love just because you've been socialized to want love. And there's something, there's like that funny feeling that I get that makes my, my, my eyes itch when I see people say that they won't give in to capitalism by loving someone because the state just wants them to produce workers. That can be true, but back to what I was saying earlier about how the biggest fuck you to all of these systems is living a good life and advocating that others have a good life as well. It's okay to still want those things. So I think that's it for now. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but there is another bonus episode this week. I just You'll see why I had to separate the two episodes out. So if you made it to the end of the podcast, thank you so much. I am so grateful for you being here. Again, please reach out to me on social media. I always respond. I love getting messages from you guys, and I love the conversations and the dialogues that we've been able to have. Um, So until next week, I love you.